0: Hey guys, you have found the Middle of Somewhere podcast. My name is Chad Daniels. Across from me is my co-host Cy Amundsen. And to Hello. my left is my wonderful, the wonderful, not my this slavery is has been abolished. <laughs> to the left of me is the producer, Eric Foster.
1: And this this is the time, like this is how a normal first episode of a podcast should start. But this is actually a cold open because we just did an episode without a name
0: or music. Right, we, we came into the studio and we just chatted to see how it would go because what Cy and I do all the time is we text back and forth, we call each other, but nothing can replace being face-to-face with a friend talking about your week, so we decided to open the doors, break down the fourth wall, invite you guys break in to take a down. listen. Break it down. Break it.
1: Break it down. Shut up. This is just us talking about our lives. Absolutely. Oh. You have landed in the middle of somewhere. In the middle of somewhere. That sounds that's like a a tagline to a costner movie. Yeah, of course it is. Enjoy the show, guys.
0: Hey, everybody. I am Chad Daniels. Across from me, of course, is Cy Amundson. and over in the corner, the new corner. I've never been to this studio. New studio. Eric Foster. I have to tell you guys, I was in Columbus, Ohio. So I went to Pittsburgh uh, on Wednesday and then Thursday went to Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And uh, what a great little run. I, I An old friend that started comedy in Minneapolis, John Evans. John Evans. I got to see him and work with him and that was that was very fun. We got to drive from Pittsburgh to Columbus and... I have some really interesting conversations, but uh, um, I get to Columbus. I'm watching John from the balcony. He ends his set. I have to run down the stairs, and now I can't breathe. (laughs) I ran down the stairs, where you could, like, fall down the stairs and be fine. I ran down them and couldn't breathe. Okay. So my cardio, not where it needs to be right now. No. I got up on stage, and I couldn't. I, I I was like breathing so heavy, making fun of myself.
1: Was the stairs to the stage, didn't you have a recovery period from off, like, th- weren't the stairs in the back of the room? How come, was it?
0: The stairs were in the back of the room, but I had, to, then I ran all the way down a ramp, basically. Okay. Because stadium seating. Okay. But I still, it was down, but I was running. So continuous motion to the stage. Got it. <laughs> So I get up there and I talk about how uh, I've been eating a lot of ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, my thing's not going great. I'm in a new program. Uh, a lot of people have heard of Locks for Love, where you grow your hair out, cut it. They can use it for a wig. I have started a program called Tits for Tots, <laughs> where you can harvest my breast tissue, give it to a kid who doesn't have a mom, and they can suckle. Okay? So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. And I start talking about how I'm eating so much ice cream because now I, I won't get judged because I'm divorced. And, I want, and then I was like, I'm very clear... I wouldn't judge, or excuse me, my my ex-wife wouldn't have judged me for eating ice cream, but I just think it's weird. I think, like, no one wants to fuck a guy who's just always has a bowl of ice cream because it's gross, and your fingers are super cold. And this lady shook her head at me, and I go, don't you dare. Every woman in here should be laughing at this because you're all cold all the time, right? Yeah. You could go to hell, and the devil would be like, welcome to hell. You'd be like, it's freezing. (laughs) So... So I said, then I said, it's unbelievable. It's like you leak heat from your pussies. That's what I said. <laughs> and the place, it's now it's bedlam yeah. in there, right? I'm a minute into my set. I use a word I just don't use. Yeah. And people are like, what's going on? But kind of also laughing yeah, while you kind, they're questioning The
1: room's it. at war. There's the people who love it yeah, and the people well, who are very angry. I think everyone angry.
0: loved it. Okay. I'm telling you, like, even the lady that was shaking her head was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it was nuts. <laughs> It was nuts. But those are the moments. Like, I'll say a word that I don't normally say and I'm not used to. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, oh, this is this is when I get kicked out of comedy. This is when 2019 shows up. And I walk outside and now there's there's marchers and picketers because they're like, we don't say pussies. <laughs> this is
1: my favorite version of you. And I'm going to put you on the spot uh, because I'm going to make you tell a story. But my favorite version of you is... The guy that just took stage, a little rattled, and is going to try to crawl out of it by saying something that popped into his brain, and one part of his brain went, "Don't say that," and he just powered through. Will you tell the story about uh, about
0: Star Search and uh, the? Oh yeah. So I'd driven. Seven hours to get to Chicago, Illinois. And how old are you at this time? Um, You're early in comedy. Yeah, You're still a feature. Olivia's not born, so Isaac is three years old. So this is like 16 years ago. Yep, so you're just coming up in comedy. Yeah, late 20s. I'm late 20s. Late 20s. And so... I drive seven hours to get to Chicago, Illinois. I'm doing a, uh, they're bringing back Star Search. J.P. Buck, who now books Conan, was- uh, Who's the best. Yeah, he's absolutely fantastic. So he'll be in this story too, but he is uh, getting going in his career, right? He's a talent scout for Star Search. So I get on stage, everything's going great, and then I do this story about a nurse who had taken my pulse without her index finger and I thought her, it was an optical illusion, so it looked like her finger was in my arm. And at that point, you're not going to get an accurate pulse because everybody's pretty nervous, right? Your heart's beating a little harder. So this woman goes, fuck you. And I go, oh, what happened? And she goes, fuck you. And, and
1: I, I hate to, I'm not trying to interrupt your story, but okay. I, everybody's, this is like a huge moment. This is like, like, you don't have
0: any TV credits yet. This is like, this set is an opportunity for you. Also, I will be driving back immediately after this show, seven hours to get home for, for my son. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like 14 hours in the car for a seven minute set. Okay. This is what comedy is. Yeah, still want to do comedy? Still want to come up to a comedian Buckle after up. show and go, hey, uh, yeah, my friends think I can do comedy. Yeah, fuck you. Dave right. said I got a real funny set of stuff. Friend's an asshole. <laughs> um, so I get up there, I'm talking about the finger, and this lady's, you know, fuck you. Yeah. And I go, hey, what's going on? I go, can you save this till the end of the show? She goes, no. No, I can't. And I go, I drove seven hours to get here. I have to drive seven hours back. She goes, you ruined my night. I'm going to ruin your night. And I go, what's going on? She holds up her two hands, and she only has a pinky and a thumb (laughs) on both hands. And I go, all right but we can discuss this afterwards. And now the crowd is for sure on her side. <laughs> and then she goes, I don't want to discuss it. I just want you to get off the stage. And I said, well, I ha- just so you know, if I would have known you were going to be so crabby about this, I would not have told the story. And she goes, well, I wasn't crabby till you told it. And I said, no, no, not crabby mad. And then I held up my hands <laughs> like hers, and I said, crabby. And I did like little pincers with my pinky and thumb. And the place... I'm going to tell you something. This is in Zanies in Chicago, and I'm, it's a little hallway of a club. It holds like 160 people, and it's a very narrow club. And I am getting booed so hard, I can feel my hair moving. That's, the, that's what's going on. It's unbelievable how mad these people are. But in the back, I can see silhouettes by the bar of comedians like high-fiving and hugging. <laughs> And I was like, all right, <clears throat> that's all I needed. So I get off stage and, uh, and I go back and JP goes, well, listen, obviously I can't book you on Star Search. In case a judge were to say something and you reacted like that, I could lose my job. I go, yeah, of course. And then he's really nice and he goes, uh, but I'm going to keep you in mind for anything else I do. And I was like, blah, 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 Hollywood bullshit. Yeah. And then uh, seven years after that, he called me, told me he was booking The Tonight Show with Conan and put me on.
1: And you were one of the first comics and one of the only comics to do the Tonight Show with Conan on NBC. Just because
0: he remembered that first time we'd met. (laughs) That's...
1: That's the. Be- Here's the thing. I don't know that we can do a full episode now because how do we top that? <laughs> I also think my favorite part of this podcast is going to be because we've known each other for so long and I know all your stories. Is just like, hey, you remember that time that you uh, shouted at that disabled hand lady <laughs> and it got you the <laughs>
0: coolest late night set of all yeah, time? No, it's just, it's basically like, uh, What a guide to young comedians. What shouldn't we do, but maybe should do (laughs) to get stuff? Yeah. You know what I love about Starbucks, just quickly? Yeah. They've changed their straw plastic recipe, they must have. Okay. Because now every time you unwrap a straw, it breaks, and you don't get any (laughs) suction through it. And so you just need to go through 15 straws, which is exactly the opposite of what they wanted to have. Is
1: that what's happening over here? Because you've had a real struggle. Look, there's a fucking... Be- a whole- There's a
0: bead of coffee outside my straw.
1: <laughs> I uh, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think... This is. This feels like one of those situations where we have to keep doing a show and now I have to talk about the first thing from my week, you know? And I and it, I remember Nick Swartzen did not open mic at Acme. He used to show up every once in a while when I was a dumb young kid. Mm-hmm. He showed up once and everybody hated following him. And I went up to him. I was like, Nick, I want to follow you, man. Go before me. And he's like, okay. And he did, and I was like, "I'm gonna do my best stuff. I'm gonna see how this goes." And I just ate the biggest comedy <laughs> dick of all time. Like everybody was texting. <laughs> I was like midway through my closer, so we'll we'll keep going with the show. But I so here's the most important thing from my previous week. So I have obsessive compulsive disorder. As you do you know I do. It's it exists, uh, and I've had it for a long time. Yeah, and I've finally, as you know, taken the initiative to go to therapy for it. Right. So I'm about six sessions in, and I'm doing this thing called exposure response prevention
0: therapy, Yeah,
1: but it's basically what you do is, like, you expose yourself to your fears and then slowly get used to them, and then you don't do the compulsions When you expose anymore.
0: yourself to your fears, do you have to do it five times in a row? Boom, OCD joke. What's up? That's wow, me. what a- Put what it what on a, the wall. What a progressive thought from Chad. Put it on the wall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 so I'm in- I'm in OCD therapy, right? Okay. And so we did two sessions ago. We did a thing that I never thought I would do in my entire life. He pulled out a whiteboard. and he,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I already love this. <laughs> I love this so much. He pulls out a
1: whiteboard and he goes, okay, now I'd like to do this exercise. I would like to list on this whiteboard a hierarchy of your fears. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) So me and my therapist is incredible. But like, because I don't even like thinking about my fears, let alone seeing them written down, let alone ranking them from one to 20 (laughs) on a whiteboard that's going to sit in his room. It was like the most fucked up version of like bracketology. From March, May, like, yeah. all right, Jim in the East region, we've got uh, scared of dying of a terminal illness as the one seed against the Cinderella seed lizards. <laughs> who's who's going to win that one, Jim? It's like, well, actually, Jeff, now that he's seen them both on the board, they're going to combine into a super fear where he thinks he could get a terminal illness from a lizard. It was horrible. Like, it, it sounds horrible. But it gets, can I take it one step further for I you? I hope you do. So he told me afterwards, like so we did that and I came in the next session and he had a sheet of
0: paper. Oh God, I was hoping you would say he had a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping so I came in and this fucking dude had a lizard and a dead person. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it would have been better. That would oh, have been Because wow. what he
1: had was he had a he had a physical copy, like a sheet of paper with my fear hierarchy on it. And he handed it to me at the end of the session. He goes, I want you to carry this around with you in your pocket at all times. And I, I was like, no. <laughs> what a terrible idea. But that's what he does. He said like, he goes, it's important to have it with you. It's important to know what you're working on. It's important. So like we're working on the like the number 21. So we, I can pull it out. I can look at it. I can see that it's not the worst one and remind myself that, and, and kind of slowly step through stuff.
0: And I just like... It'd be great if number seven was paper cuts. You were like, I can't get it out of my pocket. <laughs> all, all, I keep,
1: all I keep thinking about is like, you get hit by a bus, right? And yeah. they, somebody's trying to ID you. And they're like, there's nothing in his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> well, did, you, did you find anything in his pants? Just this fetish list. <laughs> <laughs> just this, well, here's the thing. It's just a, just a list of fears. Oh, that's weird. Here's the weird part: getting hit by a bus was number six. <laughs> this guy should have his number one fear should have been shitty lists. I, I, I also like I, I. He, so I told him I thought that I've been doing it, but I told him I thought it was really weird. And he said to me, he goes, uh, "The he goes honestly, that's not even close to the craziest thing that I've made people carry around in their pockets on on cards." Oh Jesus! I was like, "Are you bragging? Is that what? Is this a brag to you?" <laughs> But he, he's like, not
0: even a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, watch what I can make these fucking people do. Yeah,
1: me. he's just. There's just a dead therapist in his desk. <laughs> so he said that with people with uh, un unwanted thoughts, right? So like, so people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but specifically, and I'm fortunate, I don't have this to a large degree. But some people have intrusive unwanted thoughts, like oh, no, I'm going to turn into a child molester. They're not a child molester, but they think, or, oh, no, I'm going to kill myself or I'm going to kill someone. A very common one, he said, is if you're heterosexual and, like, you're married to your husband and you think, oh, no, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be gay and I'm going to break my husband's heart and ruin my family. Those are intrusive thoughts that people have. So what he does is...
0: That was a woman talking. That was a woman talking. Okay. Yeah, I got confusing there for a second. I didn't
1: want to do an impression because of the year it is, and you know I don't need somebody to yell at me. Well, I could just say wife and fucking forget about all of it. But that's a good point. Well, he used woman. He used the woman as an example to the husband. That's very fair. And so he said, "So exposure. So like, like your concern is that you're going to become a child molester." So you have to expose yourself to that thought and continue to push through
0: and realize it's not true. So he has people. I have a, I have a question. I'm so sorry to yes. interrupt you, but so for me, <laughs> I hear that right. <laughs> I hear you say that, and I and 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 I think this is why. And now it's going to get a little serious. Okay, let's get a little serious. I think this is why. Um, there's such a disconnect between uh, people that have, uh, like, a mental illness and that don't is that there's no way you can possibly – your brain works a certain way and you can't understand how a brain could work that way. Yes. So somebody holds on to the thought, I could be a child molester. If that thought came into my head, which it probably has, right? I think everyone has weird thoughts because of everything we watch in movies and TV. Yes. But I just go, oh, God, it's fucking hilarious. Me, a child molester? I I mean, I still couldn't get laid. Kids would look at me like, well, look at that fucking hairy piece of shit. That's how I think of it. What about tits for tats? And then it just goes away. No, but that's, like, separated because it's a company. Yeah, but maybe
1: it starts being successful and you go, you know what? It's a company doing it. Business and pleasure, baby, business. (laughs) (laughs) And the podcast is canceled. (laughs) Um, No, but you're exactly right because I think, like, I don't have intrusive thoughts to that degree but I've been I with my OCD I have a little bit of them so like you're you're and this is a common anxiety thought like let's say you're on the top level of like a the Mall of America that's four stories high right yeah. and you're near the ledge you think I should throw myself over that not because you're suicidal it's just in like what would happen if I did that it's an unwanted thought and I can shake that pretty quick sure but it's you're exactly right people's brains are different so it's hard to think that someone would think that way but some people they can't get that out of their head and it's a real fear like i no, right gonna, yeah. I
0: understand but i'm saying then some people they're like how the f- why the fuck can't you get that out of your head like even to the point where they're like you weakling but they're, but, the person, but they're so wrong. The yeah. person's not a weakling. No. It's just, it's in there and they have tried. No, right. So I just
1: wanted to... Which is why this thing that I'm about to make fun of is actually this This therapist is amazing.
0: This doctor is amazing. Okay. And this, tech, this this technique is amazing. And now I'm going to give you a five minute shut the fuck up pass. Okay. So you can tell your story. Okay. And I will not interrupt you anymore.
1: Well, good. It's not, you don't need to, it's going to be very short because I'm going right back to the humor well. <laughs> <laughs> because what he told me was, imagine, he goes, imagine if, like, so that's your fear. Your fear is I'm going to wake up and be a child molester, right? And so he needs to expose you to that fear, and you need to, you need to look it in the face and walk through it slowly, right? So he gives you note cards that say, I'm a child molester. No way or and or the 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 reaffirmation, I am not a child molester because if your thought is like I'm a child molester and it's a reminder, but it's more it's like you have to where I have to look at my fears on the list. like even seeing you're a child molester on sure. a card, if that's your fear, that is a very difficult thing to look at. So even looking at this card is a step, it's a step in the right direction. Imagine walking around with a note, dude, you better not let anyone do your laundry.
0: Oh, no, that's no <laughs> shit. Are you kidding me? That's the worst note. At, you got to put that in code or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I said. Get a it's, decoder ring from a yeah, cereal box.
1: Yeah, yeah. But then it doesn't work. You can't be like, I'm not a vampire. I'm a vampire now. You can't be that. You're like, because I'm not a vampire. I'm worried about being a child molester. It doesn't, you can't like, you can't use code. It doesn't work like that. Oh my God. Dude, imagine, imagine working through that and just like leaving your jacket at your job one day, and everybody's like, same thing with the bus. Whose is this? I think it's Chad's.
0: Check his pockets. Holy fuck. (laughs) I found his suicide note. (laughs) 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 I also,
1: going back to my list, my thought was, and I know this is a selfish thought, but, like, does that guy not have enemies, right, to just carry on? Because having my 20 top fears in my pocket at all times Mm -hmm. is just a roadmap to defeat me.
0: And yeah, I, th- that's like not signing out of Facebook yeah. when you have <laughs> asshole roommates. <Yeah.
1: laughs> I feel like I've played too many like really aggressive pranks in my life to not like there is a guy that we worked with when we were in college and he was like a, kind of a dick to me at the beginning of one summer. We worked at a deck bar. Who's this We. Joel, sorry. Okay. My friend
0: Joel. You know Joel.
1: I know I'm doing Joel. That, I'm doing that thing that we do on this show sometime where we just talk to each other.
0: And when we we know each other's past, but the people listening like, don't. what the well, fuck is a you, we? You just came out of talking about therapy?
1: Yeah, it's me and the child molester you, in my yeah, brain. And you can't go, out. so we used to <laughs> work.
0: Oh, God, those kids in the bathing Yeah, um, we. Just making sure. We were working at the dick bath. Just trying to keep you out of jail. So...
1: so. <laughs> There's this guy that we're friend-ish with, and but he was being a real dick to me early in the summer. So what I did for the entire summer is uh, I found out where he lived and I kept listing, all of his possessions, like his car, his scooter, and all of his furniture on Craigslist, (laughs) and I would link my phone number, and then I would pretend to be his wife when the people from Craigslist texted me, and I'd agree to a really low price and then send him to his house to pick it up. Oh my God. When I knew he was there, and I would always end the text by saying, hey, just a heads up, my husband's gonna be the one who's there, I'm at work. Uh, He really has been a pain in the ass about selling this stuff, but just don't take no for an answer. Oh, my God. I did that for a whole summer. If that guy found my list of fears, like we're at a birthday party and he just finds my jacket, I'm fucked forever.
0: Yeah, he would try to paper cut you so hard.
1: (laughs) Just lizards everywhere. (laughs) Uh, You were just, uh, we we can get out of my brain and let's go into, you were just in, I was very jealous because you were in Hawaii with your son. I did. I got to uh,
0: bring my son. So it was a spring break and we decided to go to Hawaii. Yeah. And one of the hardest things for me uh, that I learned a long time ago, but it's still I have to focus on when it comes to parenting is not making my kids do what I want to do, but me asking them what they want to do and then do it. Right. So I wanted to surf. We were in Waikiki Beach. You know, it's everybody surfing. The the surf was amazing that week. And uh, and so I wanted to surf, but my son doesn't like to go in the water. Really? Scared, scared of sharks. I don't know how he, he got it himself there. but does he, does he swim back home? Yeah. Okay, so it's the ocean. The it's ocean the ocean, yeah. Uh, but I did get him to go uh, snorkeling. Okay. And it was great because we saw uh, sea turtles. There was a woman there from uh, another Polynesian island who worked on the crew. She dove down 40 feet, free dive, right? Grabbed an octopus, uh. a little octopus. It was like the size of maybe, let's say, three footballs. But she grabbed it and then it just started inking and we were we got it all on video. It was so amazing. What? Yeah. So was, she's a superhero? Yeah, it was really incredible. But that's how they fish on that island. You He's have to, free diving? You, you dive down and you catch the fish with your hands. What the Be, fuck are you talking about? I know. About? Because so as we got into the water, the captain of the boat was like, and this is I can't remember her name. Um and she was so funny too when we were getting out to this spot. But anyway, she goes, uh, he goes. She's from this island where they have to catch fish with their bare hands, and like everyone's, all the tourists are kind of like giggling, like, I'm sure she is. And then she (laughs) caught an octopus, and I was like, what's up? But we saw all these things, we saw whales. Uh, we saw spinner dolphins that actually came out and spun. It was a crazy trip. Spinner? What the fuck is a spinner dolphin? So it's like they're a smaller. pigeon? No, they're li- I don't know. But they're a little smaller, and they come out of the water and spin around. And scientists think it's because either A, they're trying to communicate, or B, they're trying to get, like, the little stuff that's on them off, off. of them. Off. Okay. So anyways, uh, so he went in the water for that. But we ended up going deep sea fishing, <clears throat> and I get seasick. I mean, on one of those, like, you know, those board, the, the half balls at the gym. <laughs> I step on that for two <laughs> seconds and I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, I get seasick pretty easily. Um, so we're on the boat and it is just like up and down. And this, and there's two teenagers. One's my son and this other kid. He ends up puking over the side of the boat. And he goes, "Hey, sorry guys, I didn't mean to ruin anything." And his dad's kind of embarrassed, and it's that's that macho bullshit yeah, that I don't subscribe fuck to. Yeah, that. And so I just told the kid, I go, "Oh, if you're embarrassed about that, I'm gonna completely alleviate of you that embarrassment because I'm gonna vomit all day long." Yeah. So probably an hour later, I'm over the boat, and I'm telling like I have to hold on to two different things because I'm coming way out of the water. I'm like eight feet from the water. Take a deep breath. And then go way down, and my face is right next to the water. And uh, it's actually the side of the boat is pressing on my diaphragm, so it's almost uh, like I'm getting the Heimlich from the boat. The boat is Heimlich puking you. Yeah, so everything's fine because uh, then as soon as I puke, I feel so much better. Yeah. So now I'm like life of the party, everybody's Is that dancing. how seasickness works? The it does you... for me. Okay. And so then... We're pretty level, and no one should get sick at this point when we're going. But later on in the day, I got sick again. And I puke, and I think I had, like, a little bit of sunstroke maybe okay. because it was beating down. You couldn't go inside the cabin. Otherwise, that made seasickness way worse. Mm-hmm. So I'm out, sun's beating down, and I start puking again. And I'm a, I can't, I don't know where I'm at, but I have puked a lot, right, mm-hmm. several different times. And all of a sudden, the captain goes, all right, we got one. And I go, I don't know, I think there's a fish on, but no one's moving. And then I puke again, and I can hear the, the crew go, 11! <laughs> and I'm like, what? I puke again, 12! No way! And now everyone's excited. <laughs> puke the 13th time. Everybody starts cheering. I ended up puking 16 times in this one session, and it's a new boat record. <laughs> 13 was the record. And the captain was like really excited. It was a two year old record, and they go out every single day. And so he was thrilled about this. Just absolutely thrilled.
1: That's the just the visual of a bunch of deckhands surrounding watching you. Like, oh, I know. Like, it's it's like the hot dog eating contest.
0: <laughs> yes, it was. But the,
1: it's literally the opposite.
0: And then it's, yeah, and then it's great. And then these guys that have, like, leathery arms from being in the sun all the time, and, mm-hmm. you know, they got, like, a cigarette hanging off their lip. Yeah. Daintily hands me a paper towel to wipe the vomit <laughs> off my beard. It was pretty great. But what was really cool is my son Isaac, he caught the biggest fish on the whole thing. And he's, oh, he's awesome. definitely a fisherman, you know, like yeah. he fishes all the time in Minnesota, going up to Canada this summer for a fishing trip. But uh, it was really neat to see him get to catch that. And I caught the smallest fish of the day, so we really, uh, we really had everybody surrounded.
1: Two things. We've never talked about fishing before. Sure. So at some point, you and Isaac and me and my dad and my brother, Greg, who are all obsessed with fishing, should go on a fishing trip. My brother my brother fishes everywhere around the like he goes to Mexico. I'm trying to talk him into going to Bimini, which is a, 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 a Caribbean island, but it's the smallest Bahama and it's the he's, it's, tr-
0: he's doing anything to get a free trip to the
1: Bahamas. I need he? to get to the Bahamas. What, yeah, I just I need to be there. but so the last time I went fishing with my dad, Was in California. So I don't fish as much as they do. I do it to bond with them. It's the same kind of thing that you're doing with your son. I enjoy it because they enjoy it. So this is when I'm living in L.A. and my dad comes out and I know I have to take him fishing. So I just find like This feels
0: very like a theater kid buying a football when his dad's visiting. (laughs) That's what this feels like to me. (laughs) Hello, hike. do you love me? (laughs) I know I can't throw it that far, but I'm going to kick it. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: he... So I find this thing like south of LA, there's a charter fishing boat, right? I didn't do a ton of research, but I like the website. Oh, I love this. The website was decent. (laughs) And so we get down there and we all meet in this parking lot at like 8 a.m., right? My dad and I are down there. And as people are showing up, we start looking around and everybody's pretty rough looking. Like I thought it was going to be like tourists. Like I've been on chartered fishing trips with my dad before. And it's normally just like dads and sons and families and stuff. There's no families. It's all like. Guys with like full sleeve tattoos. Everybody is smoking a cigarette. Like. Guys that
0: might get picked up by a dinghy once you're 23 miles <laughs> out because they're running from something. That's exactly yeah. right. Well, spoiler
1: alert. The uh, so I I get so I go out and we get on this boat and like the captain's really rough and uh, we've been fishing for a while. My dad and I started making jokes about how we're on the felon boat. Like oh, we're on the felon boat. <laughs> we we were doing it very quietly. Uh, And the felons are catching fish. We didn't catch shit. But so we're about an hour before we're heading back in. And my dad starts talking to a guy and he finds out that this group that's on the boat, these like 22 guys are all part of this big support group that are fucking felons. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it fun when you're right? Yeah. yeah, (laughs) you're a great feeling. My dad, who doesn't swear, like hardly ever, at least not in front of me, walks over to me and goes, you're not going to fucking believe this. (laughs) It's a
0: felon boat. (laughs) So that's the last time my dad and I went fishing. Oh, that's so funny. So I want to tell you one more story about Hawaii. Okay. Uh, Actually, two... Do you know who Shin Lim is? No, I do not. He is uh, a magician who won his season of America's Got Talent, but then they brought him back for the Champions Edition where they had a bunch of people from all over the world from America's Got Talent. Yep. And he won again.
1: Oh, so he's the he's the champion's he's champion. He's the
0: champion's champion. And so I wa- I'm going down the escalator. Okay. Um, in Hawaii. In Hawaii. And well, you know what I love about the escalators in Hawaii? They're very, very thin. Okay. Where it's like... They're almost saying, like, this is America, but not your America. <laughs> you're, if you're wider than this, you're going to have to walk up the fucking stairs. Heads up, Alabama. Yeah. You're not getting a free ride to the basement. <laughs> we promote exercise here, yeah. so I loved it. So I'm, I'm going down, and all of a sudden I see Shin Lim. Excuse me, Shin Lim.
1: There we go. Shin Lim, which yep. is two body parts.
0: Okay. <laughs> And he's coming up, a very talented dude, and he's with a girl. I don't want to bug him. But I also have this, like, I've been looking for a straw hat. I want a beat-up Huck Finn straw hat that I can do yard work in to protect protect my shoulders, neck, and face. Because I'm getting old now, so too much sun adds, like, three years every time. Um, I know, and I know
1: you have a story that's that's really wrapping into, like, succession here, but I have to stop you for it's a second. It's not wrapping in.
0: What do you, what in the fuck, are you, do, it has to be straw? Well, here's here's why, I, <laughs> it has to look straw-ish. I, so I was at a wedding a couple summers ago, and there was a photo booth, uh-huh. and they had all those, like, the trunk of... The giant glasses yeah, and yeah. the... But one of them was a hat, and I loved it. <laughs> and since I don't, like... <laughs> So I don't, I don't lie anymore, but stealing is like lying. I, uh, <laughs> I loved it. I loved, I loved how it looked. I loved the feel of it. I have a big head. I think I was stuck in the birth canal, and that was before they put head-forming helmets on babies. So I have a little bit of an egg fat. If I shave my head, the back of my head is, is higher than the front of my head. Okay. It's not level. And that's why I have to wear these deep-ass hats. Like I push this hat on the back, I'm right at my head. But if I push it up here, weep, it goes in. I'm telling you, it's fucked up. So our friendship is built on a,
1: a, s- a several truths. And one is, of the two of us, I am the hillbilly trash. But this right here is a special moment. And it is, Chad wanted to steal a straw hat. No, I never a wanted wood- to steal it. But you 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 lo- I, you were I, disappointed that you couldn't steal it. I was disappointed he wouldn't <laughs> sell it to me. You tried to buy it? Fuck
0: yeah. From the guy who ran yes. the photo booth? <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't he sell it? I don't know. And I you know what? I've how much n- did you offer him? I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I've never been this guy where I go, how much are you making tonight? I've never been that guy. But I did that. Because I go. I go, if I buy you a brand new... Because it was kind of rough, right? It was beat up. And I go, if I buy you a brand new hat, can I have this one? And he goes, no, you can't. And I go, does this hold any sentimental value to you? He goes, no, it doesn't. I go, all right, let me ask you this. How much are you making tonight? (laughs) I'll double it for this hat. I rarely find hats that I like. (laughs) I wear hats. I run them into the ground. I'm telling you, I really wanted that hat. So anyways... So I have this, it's like a kind of a stretchy straw hat, but it's also, it looks just like the Rocky Balboa hat. Okay. So it's round, there's a round brim and it's all folded, curved up, right? Okay. So think Rocky Balboa. And I have sunglasses on and, uh, you know, like a half unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt, just chubby, you know, tits for tots hanging out. Yep. And I go, congratulations. (laughs) And he looked at me and he goes, thank you. As he's passing, I go, you're very talented. (laughs) And I I think he thought he was going to get murdered Selena style by a fan (laughs) because it was not good. I looked like such a, it was in the morning. He was going to a coffee shop that I was leaving. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, but so this hat, I'm walking by, (laughs) I'm walking by the Cheesecake Factory in Waikiki Beach. Okay. And people eat there. Mm Mm-hmm. At the Cheesecake Factory in, in Hawaii. In Waikiki. They fly to Hawaii to eat at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Not allowed to use the escalators. So I'm going by. and this-
1: Sharon, they got all this fish out
0: here, but. <laughs> I do love that penne pasta. So I'm walking by and this 15, 16 year old kid, the uh, boy, he goes, that's a dumb hat. I go, what? And he goes, your hat's dumb. And he's with his parents. And this is like out in the patio. We're walking by. There's no fence. I could have punched him right in the face. <laughs> so I stop, and my son's with me, who's 19. And I go to the guy, I go, I go, Are you the parents? And they go, Yeah. And they're like looking like very nervous. Yeah. And I go, I gotta talk to your son for a second, hope that's all right. And so I talk to this kid. And they just they were like, okay. Well, they—they're this. I think they're so bamboozled by what's happening. Yeah, this it's, is like—it's just taking place. This is might, happening. They might be from Iowa, <laughs> town of three hundred. No one's never ever,
1: even seen a
0: cheesecake factory, <laughs> let alone in Waikiki. Never even seen a guy with a dumb hat. <laughs> so I, I stop and I go, you need to know that hats don't have brains. <laughs> So I don't know, like, what's going on, if you're homeschooled, what the deal is, but you, I'm telling you right now, hats don't have brains. So hats can't be dumb, and hats can't be smart. But people can, and you are dumb for not knowing the hat brain thing. And I go, and I, and then I go, he just goes, whatever. And I go, no, no, not whatever, because now this goes all the way to your parents because they should have taught you that. Now I'm looking at the parents, and no one's laughing. <laughs> No one around. Everyone's listening. No one's laughing. Not even the spectators. Set my son. Oh, good. God, this kid has my back like you wouldn't believe. He's laughing so hard, and he's just every time I look at him, he he gives me the like, "What are you doing?" But also keep going. Look, <laughs> like like you should be giving him. Oh yeah, it was it was so fun. The
1: uh, I, can I piggyback off that to tell one more story I before we're do. done for the day? I hope you do. I so I. I it's it's a, it's two stories wrapped into one concept and I'm I'm going off your shin limb. I'm leading off of the shin limb concept of not sure. knowing what to say to him sure. cuz that has happened to me a ton of times. I got to meet Brett Favre. I didn't get to go to a lot of sporting events when I was younger, but my amazing brother-in-law is friends with the guy who helped get the Vikings their stadium. So once a year on my nephew's birthday, we got to go down on the field. And we got to go down in the field, and I got to shake Brett Favre's hand. Ooh. And I just said the word "gunslinger." <laughs> He's like, he said hello, and I went, "gunslinger." Like, what the? F- what is he? The like a, a a model
0: that I can't handle its beauty? I was fucking com- a complete idiot. I get that though, because yeah. when you're when you're young like that, and you're meeting somebody who is important to you. I think our brains. God, I was like twenty-seven, but still, I think our brains. But, but Twenty-five. You wa- but 26. you watched him growing yes. up. Yes, that's exactly right. So I think our brains constantly are repeating the word "we don't want to fuck up." Yes, because you don't want to go like Slun Ginger. <laughs> All right, that's my dad.
1: I mean, by far the worst one. So when I first moved to LA, they, I had to get an acting coach, which was horrible experience right i didn't like it but my acting coach was an, an amazing guy and very good i just was not a good actor i hope
0: that's on your list of fears it is okay
1: <laughs> and so i i had told him do you have a celebrity crush are you one of those people who's like that's my like that's my celebrity girlfriend that type of thing uh, i mean I, sure i have a couple i've had one from time to time but i had a really obscure one for a while uh it was an actress by the name of danielle panabaker and very talented actress. Very beautiful. She was in the movie. This is a we're, we're going very deep here. Mr. Brooks with Kevin Costner because I will see kay. one of my main flaws is I will see anything with Kevin Costner in and it. Dane Cook. That's right, Dane Cook, and Dane Cook was good in it. He was, he was good in that movie. I actually really liked the movie. I thought it was interesting. But Danielle, so you know who Danielle Panabaker is?
0: Nope, I only know those two. In the he movie.
1: was, she was the daughter in Still the movie. Still don't remember. Okay, great. So I had a very large crush on her, uh, and in your brain, you're kind of like, well, I live in LA now, and it's not like she's you know, Julia, I might run into her. You have a very uh, delusional thought process. So right. I'm talking with my uh, acting coach after session one day, and uh, we we're talking about stuff, and he brings up the concept of celebrity crushes, and I tell him the Danielle Panabaker one, and he goes, oh, that's a good one. And I go, okay, yeah, and we finish talking, we leave. Next session, we're leaving out. It turns out he's the coach of Danielle Panabaker. <sighs> and I know that, not because he tells me, but because as we leave, I find out that he scheduled a session with her right after me. Oh, that's awesome, kind of.
0: Yeah, if he would have told me. Nah. <laughs> Nope, I like this better. He, Gunslinger.
1: He, he, oh, it's so much worse. He opens <laughs> the door, and there's Danielle Panabaker, and literally my brain goes, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, he goes, oh, Danielle, you're here. Si, this is my, one of my clients, Cy. Si. Cy, si, this is Danielle. Do you guys know each other? And I go out, and she goes, oh, nice to meet you. And I shake her hand, and I literally looked to right in her eyeballs, and I went, Comedy. Oh Jesus Christ, you're the worst. I just said the word comedy. She goes, What? And I go, I'm I do comedy. And, and uh, he goes, oh, he's a stand-up comedian. He's doing like, we just did a character. He's doing a bit right now. And I go, yeah, yeah. And then I kind of snapped back into reality. So he was nice enough to save me. But yeah, I met like the dream girl superficially. And I was like,
0: "Uh." when you meet celebrities, you go right into the clue giver on $25,000 pyramid, (laughs) just one word at a time. Comedy. Okay. (laughs) Moved. Are you not from here and you do comedy? (laughs) (laughs) So I have to figure it out. Gunslinger. Oh,
1: God. So that – I don't know that that leads to this other part, but the only other thing I wanted to talk about today is it's another thing of me. I did do that, like, gunslinger word, um, and it was – or that behavior. So everybody in my neighborhood thinks I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. I'm pretty – well, not –
0: not yeah, you haven't even heard my reason yet. You don't. I don't the... need a reason. Yes, you do. I don't. I see. I'm gonna tell you something. I see you get out of a car, and I go, piece of shit. <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> I don't think you do that. I think you see me, and you go, oh, man, I just love that guy.
0: <laughs> I see you get out of a car, and I think it looks like he should be able to beat me in sports. But he can't. But he can't. His body's decaying. Oh, no, no, no. This is before. No, no, no. I think this is post-back injury. We're going to talk about the decathlon we used to do on an episode. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to let everybody... And also...
1: You guys, it's just going to be an episode of us arguing. Do you know where
0: the trophy is?
1: <laughs> it's just, oh, the trophy isn't the place it's at because you have it illegally because your life took a negative turn the last time we were in the middle of a decathlon. Well, yeah, right. Okay, we'll get into that later. Sure. So the reason they think I'm a piece of shit uh, is... It was originally one-fold, it's become two-fold. And it's because, uh, for the listeners, I've been dealing with chronic back issues.
0: Jesus Christ. So
1: I can't, but I can't do anything for myself. I can't carry and lift stuff or do manual labor. So I live with my beautiful fiance Jenna, and she uh, shovels our driveway and mows our lawn. And, like, when I show up to the house with groceries, she comes outside (laughs) and carries all the groceries in, and I follow behind her with nothing in...
0: The fact that you're not yelling stuff like, Faster, woman! Just to really pile it on would be so funny. I've thought about it, but I'm I like I'm not doing a bit here.
1: I've seen people watch it happen. Like I have a feeling people are like like they're like oh, get the
0: binoculars. Let's check for bruises. Like I think that's the vibe. You should send of me. out a note all all the way around your neighborhood just just says she's from Indiana and loves chores. <laughs> <laughs> she said she'd leave me if I did the chores. So <laughs> So I'm already – I'm already – Hates gays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she- Loves chores. <laughs> Indiana. That's what it says on the sign. That's what it should say. That's like some Brendan Walsh shit. That's,
1: that's he- the card that she carries around with her in her pocket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Keep going. So that's, that's our baseline of how everybody feels about me in the neighborhood. So I go on a lot of walks because of my back. It helps. So I was on a walk. on this one fucking back. I was on a walk, and spring, spring has sprung. And we're getting some nice days and some shitty days. Sure. And when it's a nice day, everybody's outside and they're trying to do stuff. So it was one of the nice days recently, and a, one of the kids in our neighborhood, a girl, she's probably 12, 13 years old, is rollerblading. And she's rollerblading clearly for one of the first times in her entire life. No one's with her, but she looks like a deer that was just born, just fucking stumbling, sure. and, and it's so funny. And she's going to fall. And it's really funny. And so I take my camera phone out and I take a video of it. And I do that because the only thought in my brain is my brother is six foot seven, gangly and has long hair. So I am going to take this video and I'm going to send it on a group thread to all my brothers and nephews with just the caption that says, Greg's learning how to rollerblade fucking great family humor, right? i probably send it to my mom and dad and and aunts
0: and aunts. How old is the person you're taking the video of? Unfortunately 12 or 13-ish. Okay, do you have a postcard in your pocket that says I am a child molester (laughs) at this time?
1: I do not. That is not my issues. Okay. Uh, But uh, thank gosh I didn't because I just heard from the right side of my head out of a garage, like an opened garage, a guy just go, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I went full baker on it. I turned to him. I was like, springtime pictures. That's worse. That's worse than explaining it, and then I just, I just kept walking because I was going to be like, my brother looks like a woman, and I thought it would be funny to send this to my family. Uh-huh. I, just, I just powered on, so we've got, we got a lot of people who think I beat my fiance, and we got at least one dude who thinks I'm out like, Like, (laughs) wow.
0: Eric, isn't this podcast going to be fun when it's just the two of us? (laughs) It's going to be a blast, isn't it? We'll just let him listen in prison. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, yeah, I wasn't waiting around for spring.
1: Like "Uh, spring pictures. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, it was a good one. I have to go. We we did it. Let's end it. I love you. Can we say I love you at the end of all the shows? No, I love you.